The Ryan Tuberty Show on RTE Radio 1 with Elevon Merchant Services. Growing your business is easy peasy with us by your side. Good morning all, Ryan Tuberty with you this Thursday morning. It's the 7th of April 2022. We're here till 10 o'clock. Uh, the text number is 51551. You can email ryan at rte.ie. I began this morning by thanking my mother for... She does this really cute thing every so often. She, she There's this bakery that I really like that I don't have time to go to very often. And she goes in there and gets a Swiss roll, of all things. And then it's go, it comes in a you know a brown bag. And I'll hear her tip-tapping across the, the garden and knocking on the door and saying, I'm not coming in, I'm just giving you this. And she leaves it to me. And it's delicious. I, I love it. It's a jam Swiss roll. It's it, it's great. It doesn't have cream in it, so it doesn't age badly. You know, if there's cream in it, which I don't think really is a Swiss roll. But uh, thanks for that. It's really kind. And as uh, she, she came in for a minute. She said, where'd you get that? And on the fridge, I had uh, attached a, a leaflet that I'd got in Paris recently, which was when I was walking through a market. And they were canvassing, as you do for elections. There's an election happening there this Sunday for the presidency. And it was uh, a leaflet for the current president, Emmanuel Macron. And I have a penchant for election stuff, tat, literature, bits and medals, badges, posters, all that kind of thing. Loads of it at home, mostly American. But I have this French thing and she says, oh, and she loves French, a bit of a Francophile. She said, oh, that's, I'd love that. I said, I'd trade you for the Swiss roll and you can have it. So she took that away with her. It's the most uh, <laughs> Tenenbaum <laughs> exchange. But off she went and um, the, 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 this road is leading somewhere. I, I found myself listening this morning to a podcast about the French presidential election on Sunday and how, despite the fact that the sitting president, Emmanuel Macron, who has been riding very high in the polls, now finds himself weirdly with the with the gap closing against um, Marie Le Pen, his, his uh, the far right leader of the, who was the Front National, of course, it's, it's, it's different now. What's the party called? Front Republican or something like that. Anyway, she is... Um, uh, closing the gap on him as they head towards the election on Sunday. And one of the reasons she is closing the gap is because she has, well, for starters, there's another even further right, you know, a pundit called Zamor, who is uh, making her look sane and kind of normal, if you like, in her politics. And one of the things she's doing to soften her image, if you like, is she took up, uh, she did a diploma during COVID in cat minding and now she posts many many things on TikTok and on Instagram of her cats and how she minds the and, and it has softened her image and people are warming to her and now Macron who won the election some years ago with 66% of the vote finds himself uh, within the margin of error 52, 48 in the polls highly unlikely she'll win but then Donald Trump told us he was never going to win either. So we will watch with interest. We go from Swiss roll to the far right to the polls in France on Sunday. And uh, equally, um, uh, as a podcast fan, I kind of listens to, to pretty much the same ones. I'm glad to see that in a survey today, people who listen to podcasts are on average more open intellectually curious and less neurotic than those who don't. And there you have it. 
They're not buying that outside, I can tell. Less neurotic, less ne No, it's true, I have the, I have the facts. Mr. Grand Grind, I have the facts. Researchers said one-sided relationships and the social engagement of tuning in were related to positive outcomes for listeners, while people with a higher need to belong were less likely to have listened to a podcast. How about that? People who are higher in openness to experience, interest-type epistemic curiosity, and need for cognition were more likely to have listened to a podcast. I can barely understand what that sentence means. But either way, it's there. And this indicates that those who listen to podcasts have stronger informational needs. Well, I believe that. I'm always interested in the world. Uh, those who listen to podcasts did not do so for mindfulness reasons or because of smartphone addiction. Tick, tick. Participants who are higher in need to belong were less likely to have listened to a podcast. I'll just leave that there for years all. How about that? Um, we have uh, a guest today. I'll tell you about him in a moment, but I want to refer briefly to our guest yesterday, the elegant and, and dignified Una O'Hagan. who was talking to us about grief, uh, about her late son, Sean, her late husband, Colm, Colm Keane and Colm's book, Journey's End, The Truth About Life and Death. And the reaction to Una's appearance on the programme has been so warm and so grateful uh, for her honesty. Um, and I just want to share one or two more uh, for you. Um, Una was on to say that uh, that was a beautiful, insightful and heartbreaking interview with Una. My four-year-old boy died, more, God helps, more than 30 years ago. And sometimes it feels like yesterday. And sometimes it feels very far away. Time heals, but it's not linear. Well said. Well said. Wishing you well today, Una. Uh, Hazel says, Una has put into words exactly what it is like when a child is ill and not getting better. We lost a little girl aged nine from cerebral palsy. And the last three years of her life, I was that busy bee running around trying to fix her while my poor husband retreated into himself. And it took an awful long time for us to reconnect. But thank you for a lovely interview. And then... You can thank, we'll pass, all, pass on your thanks to Una, who uh, really was um, extraordinary. It was lovely to see her. Um, and I hope, we think we all wish her every happiness and healing in the future. Um, you probably watched, as we all did, after the show yesterday morning, um, the president of Ukraine, Zelensky, addressing uh, the Oireachtas. And he, he did what we thought he'd do. He kind of, in oblique fashion, referred to famine and imperial interests and so on. And Marion sent a picture of her little toddler sitting in front of the television. The television showing the RT coverage of President Zelensky, Zelensky's address. And she writes, Dear Ryan, 167 children killed in Ukraine, children just like him, she says, point, alluding to her son. And that's what I've heard as I'm watching President Zelensky address our parliament. Heartbreaking stuff. And he got a great ovation, really, from all the parliamentarians. Well, apart from people before Prophet who chose not to applaud. Uh, that, that is their political belief. And that's what it is. Uh, everybody else chose to pursue their political belief and to applaud as they saw fit. And I'm looking at a photo, um, grisly grim photo of uh, essentially an arm and a hand of a, of a body on the ground in, 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 in the street in, the Ukraine, in Ukraine, uh, beside a caption that says from a Politico, says, Russian war crimes in Ukraine, so much for never again. I, I'm glad I, I read that because I kept, I keep thinking as somebody who, who 
loves to read history and and um, has an interest in it. And I keep thinking we learn, we've learned so little. It, 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 this, I, as I get older and live through the cycle of it, remember the horrors of Sarajevo and the horrors of the Bosnian and the Yugoslavian conflagration. And we talked to Zlata about that earlier this week and her diaries, a little girl as she was at the time in the bleak cellars trying to live a childhood through a diary. Uh, and here we go again. Uh, and what it's hard to articulate. What I'm trying to say is I, I, I find it so hard to get my head around the fact that these people in Ukraine were living such ordinary lives that now seems extraordinary because they have been dragged by the scruff of their neck into the seventh circle of hell. What's been done to the women uh, who are left behind? You know, you know what I'm saying without saying it, but we have to say it. It's the most, one of the most horrible, evil war crimes of them all. And it's been happening from, you know, if you read Anthony Beaver's books about Berlin and Stalingrad, that was happening. If you uh, read The Death of Yugoslavia or watch that documentary, that was happening too unspeakable war crimes against women. Um, you know, our guest this morning, I'm going to talk to him in a few minutes' time, is a war correspondent for 30 years on Sky News. I don't know him, but I've seen him day in, day out, uh, doing what he does. He's an extraordinarily talented journalist called Stuart Ramsey. The name might be familiar to his face would certainly be. And um, not too long ago, um, uh, just at the end of February, Stuart was in a, a car going to that poor town that we've been reading all about this week, um, just near Kiev in the, in the suburbs. And he was in the car with other colleagues when it came under attack. And they got out of the car and they started shouting, we're journalists, you know, we're, 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 on, we're trying to... And, 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 and the, gun, the gunfire became even heavier. Like, it, remarkable. Um, and he's going to talk to us this morning about that and other things. What I'm going to do now is I'm going to play this twice today. Once now and once when I'm talking to Stuart. This is the, the, the five people. And what the reason I'm playing is because it doesn't matter if they're journalists. The car was unmarked anyway. This is what it feels like by sound to be a member of a, a, a civilised society in February, as it was, 2022, trying to get from A to B, and then these Russian bastards, to use a, a very, very polite word, um, because there's a sub-strand of the Russian army, there's, they, they, they have these particularly uh, brutal creatures, dark, dark forces, that, whose only job is to wreak terror on good people. And the car is going along, and this happens. Oh, that's a bullet. That was a bullet. Okay. No, it wasn't a bullet. It was in something blew up under it. Something went bang. Oh, there's a bit of hole. Whoa! 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 What the f? Whoa! Whoa! Why am I thinking of Saving Private Ryan? And I don't mean to be glib, but it's just the sound of the bullets, uh, the, the, the whizzing of the bullets. So that's uh, 
I think a remarkable, a remarkable piece of audio there from uh, the ambush on Stuart Ramsey, which, as I say, will be ta- Stuart, who we will be talking to in a few minutes' time. I'm looking forward to our conversation and certainly to hear his uh, insight into what's happening in Ukraine. Oh, I got the loveliest text message from Charlie Bird this morning, um, and I can tell you he is uh, he's a happy man um, in the sense that what happened at the weekend was quite quite remarkable. Uh, and I can tell you, this is good news. Uh, they have <laughs> they've reached two and a half million euro, which is knockout. Uh, it was two million on Saturday, and it's two and a half million on Thursday. So good on him. And what he's what it looks like they're they're going to, he's going to do um, a coffee table book. Would not be lovely of the photographs that documented that remarkable day that just went by on Saturday. And he tweeted yesterday that if anyone has photos and images from the climb, they might send them to him. Um, digitally probably best he's on Twitter he's actively and Climb with Charlie is on Instagram as well so you can find him there and he seems to have a publisher for that and uh, so that could be good fun and um, I'll be in touch with him hopefully later on today or at some point Um, the Court International Festival of Literature taking place in Galway City until Sunday hope everyone's having a nice time down there um, and of course they have these massive if you've, if you've been in Galway I haven't, I haven't but they have these massive pencils very clever it's a good stunt but I, I, I say that not in a pejorative way it's, it's, it's just it's really truly excellent these big pencils like the ones you, the, the HBs isn't that what they like the, the, those kind of orange ones the little blue top and um, they were outside Carol's Bar in Dominic Street um, and they were stolen at least some of them were and so they're trying to find them now of course this is uh, bait for comedians everywhere. I was because I read it say the festival said it is appealing. This is from journal.e. The festival said it is appealing for information while pursuing various leads. And I read that as leads because I was so stuck on pencil. Uh, but of course they they they're looking for them. Meanwhile, on Ortiz's Instagram, the wags are out. <laughs> Ray Lennon says, uh, "Hopefully, turns out to be a prank." <laughs> okay. Just uh, do I have to clarify? I, I better just because it's it's a, it's probably a better visual guide. Two B, of course, being the type of pencil. T number two, letter B. I I like that. <laughs> I like this guy. He's juvenile. He's immature. He's a goofball. He's a friend of mine. He is now. Uh, and uh, <laughs> somebody else says, I don't know. The whole thing sounds sketchy. Okay, I'm gonna go with that. God help us. We need a laugh. Do we not? All right, uh, 51551 is the text number. Honourable mention for Aidan O'Callaghan, the Corkman, will be joining the crew and drama EastEnders. Uh, he's from Inishan, just outside Inishana, and went to school at Hamilton High School, then went to Trinity to study pharmacy, and then headed to London and got into the theatre world. He's going to play Lewis Butler, the new manager of the Prince Albert Bar. And uh, so wish him well. He's, he, he joins the show ahead of his appearance in... The Witcher, Blood Origin, and that is from corkbio.ie. Good on them. Mary was on. I ordered Colin's book yesterday. Good, and received it this morning. That was fast. Uh, looking forward to reading it. I hope you like it. Ryan, it's nothing to do with never again. Institutions and protocols, as a text, were put in place to prevent war happening. But when you get a strong individual who has total control as leader and who ignores these institutions and protocols, Ukraine is what you get. Uh, Sarah's on Have you listened to The Witness I tried it um, By Nicola Tallent And Joey Callahan. Astonishing story Of the youngest person To enter witness protection In Ireland It stayed with me For days after I listened to it And one podcast of the I will return to it I must have got distracted Or something But uh, I will go back Can you share your Top podcast recommendations Someday 
there's only about five of them. Um, I really, I just go back to the same ones because I don't want to be. I find some of them are so bad, uh, and I'll go, I listen to them for ten minutes. Do you know what, what I, the ones I really don't like are the chummy matey ones where two people are going, yeah, I see Boris Johnson, what a clown he is. Oh, I'd never vote for him. I don't. So I don't like those ones. And he ditto for the American, you know, uh, where they do this kind of, hey, what about that Trump? I, it's, it's not, it, I, I don't know. And it's matey and it, it, it's not, I'm not buying it. Uh, I'd rather a bit more of a straight shoot when it comes to my news. And sometimes I find myself listening to a bit of a left-wing podcast and then I listen to a bit of a right-wing podcast to try and balance it. And then I divide it in the middle and get, Macron or whoever you know third way so I'm looking for 9.20 I'm gonna go Irish I love this is Gemma Dunleavy this song's called Up the Flats because that's what it's all about and if you see the video you know what she's doing Well, that needs to be on the lay later. That's what I say. That's uh, that's a cracking tune from uh, Gemma Dunleavy. It's called Up to Flats, and uh, that starts us off musically. It is Thursday morning at nine twenty-five. The text is five one five five one. On the stolen pencil story, uh, let's not draw conclusions. <laughs> okay, you want to do this, do you, uh, Ryan? On the pencil case, which in itself is a good title for a mystery book. Please draw a line under it. Okay, look, I'm giving you one of these. Now go away. Five one five five one, but don't go away. Obviously, I love you dearly. And uh, now, um, I'm not. I'm going to guess you listened to the Three Castles Burning, the amazing podcast about Dublin history. I loved it. Um, loved it. Loved it. the time I listened to it. I haven't listened to it for a while, but yes, it's it's Donald Fallon. It's one of my favourite uh, history historians um, around town, and it's a great podcast. Three Castles Burning. I love that. Um, one of my great favourites because I find. Uh, with all the news and the documentaries and the heaviness of the world, I need sorbet. Uh, and in book form, that's Louise Penny's. I was in with uh, Louisa in The Raven yesterday getting... They they do a really good thing on her because it's the Gamash, Inspector Gamash series. The spines of the books, This and, and note to all book people, if it's a series, we love it, all of that, but they put the number of the book on the spine so you can go, which one? Because I've been lending them um, recently. And I said, you want one, two, three, four. And it's, I love that. So it's great. I'm on book 12 of, I think, 16. And they're just a great, as I say, sorbet between all the heaviness. Larry David is a, is a TV sorbet. And uh, on the podcast, my, the sorbet is Conan O'Brien Needs a Friend. It's one of the funniest things. And I, I just love, love, love listening to that. That gives you an idea of what I'm listening to. Um, and The Daily, The New York Times, The Daily is another Michael Barbara. Um, the old saying says Teresa a wolf in sheep's clothing came to mind when you mentioned Marine Le Pen uh, a wolf hiding in a cute cat facade social media making the far right cute and cuddly we need to keep fighting the cruel heartless far right hopefully the French electorate will reject the Le Pen family once again as they have done for decades and uh, we'll be watching the French election closely on Sunday so will I it's uh, fascinating Tomorrow night, I will be welcoming uh, Darrow Brain. Welcome home and back to the Late Late Show. And uh, Marty Morrissey, uh, who I've seen a few times uh, recently since uh, his mum passed away. And um, he's going to join us, I'm glad to say. He, he, he went, 
he got stuck back into work quite quickly afterwards and I think uh, that's that was the right thing to do in some respects but I know it's it hasn't been an easy uh, while for, for Marty but anyway we'll see we'll talk to Marty uh, tomorrow um of course, he's the face of the GAA in Ireland, isn't he, really, with the championship getting underway? Plenty to discuss. Also, later on, I'm going to watch CODA. Um, have you seen CODA? And uh, I know they were talking about it on Live Line, and uh, we've spoken about um, CODA, children of uh, deaf adults, uh, on the programme before. So, uh, with that in mind, one of the stars of CODA is, of course, Ferdia Walsh Pilo. He'll be joining us on the Late Late Show tomorrow night with his band. Vinches, um, but also Declan Buckley and Amanda Coogan, who you'll know from Toy Show signing. She's a superstar too, as is Declan and Shane O'Reilly. And uh, they're going to tell us about the positive elements um, of uh, the side of the story of being CODA, children of deaf adults. So that's a, a, a really in, intriguing late, late show waiting for you tomorrow night. No doubt about that. All right, it's 9.28. Um, Stuart Ramsey standing by. Looking forward to saying hello to him after this. The Ryan Tuberty Show on RTE Radio 1. Uh, 51551 um, um, uh, Texas. I saw an 84-year-old Ukrainian woman rescued from a black dingy cell. I saw that woman. Um, I saw that. I know exactly the piece you're talking about. CNN and she had these really, you know, these kind of old, you don't see them too often, but they're really strong glasses. You can hardly see her eyes through them. And she was like, she had this real doughty little uh, uh, face. She was uh, uh, three years old during the Second World War and said she just wants to die in peace. She's everyone's grandmother, and it broke my heart watching her. That's the truth. Uh, regarding uh, grief and our chat with Una, um, a text says, Rainbows and Robins always remind me of my late mum. Her birthday is at the weekend, and last night I saw a lovely rainbow over Vinegar Hill in Enniscorthy, out of my kitchen window, and I know that was her. Isn't that lovely? I mean, I mean, uh, to, to read that into something so beautiful is a lovely thing to have with you um, for forever, really. Uh, Ryan, I saw Coda. Oh, good. Thank you, Siobhan. A few weeks back, amazing film, very heartwarming as a hearing impaired person. I love how the film shone a light on, has shone a light on the lives of hearing impaired and deaf people. We've so much to offer society and for so long now that hasn't been considered. We're, we're, we're an adaptable and resilient bunch of people. So I'm looking forward to seeing the interview on the Late Late Show tomorrow night. Yep, great stuff. And Grania also says, I watched Coda last night and I loved it. So that's, um, I'll report back to you tomorrow. As I said, I'll be watching it later. Uh, with the view to talking a bit about it tomorrow night. All right, we do have another break to take, so bear with us. Still trying to get my head around the idea of a ballet with Rolling Stones music. I, I've never been to ballet, uh, or the ballet, as it can be often called, the ballet. Um, I don't know why. I've probably got a few ideas why, but I've just never been. I'm sure it's a very elegant night out. But the Rolling Stones in Bali, that, that, I'll have to check it out at some point. Um, now, text 51551. Thank you, Brian. Reminding us, of course, of Orador Sir Glan, that uh, infamous village in France, which I visited ultimately a few years ago, which uh, the, the Nazis went in. They killed everyone in the village. And uh, Charles de Gaulle came along after the war and he saw the damage. He saw the mayor's car in the middle of the street. He saw the bikes against the wall. And he said, don't touch it. This village is now forever going to be a living piece of history. So whenever people come, like I did a couple of years ago, and see it, they'll know exactly what happened to this place. It was raped and pillaged by Nazis. And that's what's happening in, 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 um, in Ukraine now. But a uh, very important piece of, of uh, history, that Orador Sir Glan, highly recommended um, as a place to visit. 
Uh, try Lydia's Booktastic podcast. All right. Young Girl Reviews Children's Books. Very good. Great fun for all the family. Thank you, David in Kildare. There's one called She Done It, which is all about crime writing and uh, quite like that too. Um, and, um, and, and more in on different things, but we have uh, kind of run out of time. Uh, what we saw with our eyes as a text on Bloody Sunday was disputed and denied. So how long did it take for justice to prevail? Oh, look, we still we're still getting messages in today, uh, f- listening to Stuart saying, "Oh, it, 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 doubting the stories that they that pe- people doubt what they hear." And I understand that because I've said it myself. Sometimes I'm looking at the news, and I can only hope that the news I'm looking at is the real deal and has and, uh, I, and I have to trust it. But I have to learn to trust a lot of things these days. That's the truth too. Ten o'clock. Uh, Claire Byrne standing by so stay tuned for her and you have a wonderful day and we'll see you tomorrow thanks so much for listening The Ryan Tuberty Show listen back on the RTE Radio Player